It's almost midnight here in Utah. It's almost midnight on November the 9th, 2021, in the era and age of Boblimtok. Do you feel like a cat suspended in space? Do you feel like a horse running wild through the desert? Do you feel like a lady? Do you feel like a gent? Do you feel like you're in your fancy Sunday wear? And you're being chased by the freaks. Do you feel like a coyote over a canyon? I don't know if you feel like a coyote over a canyon, but if you ask me, a lot of this country, this world, this economy, this society, whatever fucking word you want to use, since this is not going on shortwave radio, I've decided to not worry so much about saying fuck. And after I've seen so many people I've known wear the mask and obey the bail and take the vaccine, then I think I feel okay saying fuck, and I even feel okay saying what the fuck, maybe I should start smoking cigarettes again. If you ask me, the quote-unquote <clears throat> world empire of rational people looks like a coyote right now. A coyote that has run over the edge of a canyon off the cliff. The cliff is over the canyon. This coyote is in midair, running at full speed, thousands of feet of empty space between the coyote and the desert floor below. That's what the world looks like to me right now. The coyote moment. You know when Wiley Coyote thinks to himself, maybe I should have left that fucking roadrunner alone? And maybe there's something weird about those Acme rockets. Maybe there's something weird about all that dynamite. Maybe you should leave the fucking roadrunner alone. fucking coyote. Leave the roadrunner alone, coyote. But no, we had to chase the fucking roadrunner and we had to go off the edge of the fucking cliff. And I say us and we because maybe that's the, the deal too. Um, I don't know. I was going to talk about this as a subject further on down. But maybe I should talk about it right now because it seems to apply. Um... I started podcasting, more or less, about five, six years ago. More or less. You could say, you could go back to maybe 2014, technically speaking. So, seven years ago. 
And, you know, over the years, I've tried to at least be as rational as I could possibly be as I saw every sign that the human race was just wanting to kill itself. Every sign that the human race was in a Pontiac GTO heading towards a brick wall at 100 miles an hour. And that's my hang-up, that I didn't see the answer, that I didn't see the solution. So many of you were so fucking smart when you told me, oh, Dan, you know, it's not going to be like that. Haven't you read your Fukuyama, your Fukuyama? Don't you know there's a douchebag who holds a professorship, who said history has ended and the liberal democracies won? Eat your fucking cube. You know, take your slurry. You get a bowl today, a whole bowl of slurry. Eat it, you fuck. For a decade, I've heard people rationalize to me how this nonsense could go on forever. So when I say coyote moment, you could argue that the world, the planet, the human race has been in a coyote moment for about 10 or 20 years. But there is the moment for the fucking coyote when the coyote looks down and realizes there is no ground, there is no help, there aren't going to be black helicopters with water bottles, there won't be airplanes dropping MREs. We are very close to the point in human history where if you have one fucking chance in hell of survival, it will be because you are with people you can trust and people who can solve problems, not create them, mostly. Because frankly, brothers and sisters, you put two or more people together and you're going to create problems. It's just that in the balance book, you hope to have more solutions than problems, and that the problems are small and easy to deal with. Like, did you know Becky has crabs? That's not a great problem to have, especially in the poxy clips, but it's a solvable problem. It's not end-of-the-world problem, really. And people are going to fuck. No matter what happens with respect to human history, Clever monkeys are going to fuck, and they will get crabs, and there will be problems, and there will be issues. But what you need to be aware of or thinking about is that if you want to survive, it won't be because the federal government helped you. This is critical. If you're still in the mindset that someone is coming to save you, you have not been paying attention. Whatever they want to do, it is not about helping you, okay? I think they're fucking with all of us. I think that they have been conducting some of the most, and I just got to give credit where credit's due to demonic people, but these have been some of the most successful military psychological warfare operations in human history. If there is human history to be written a hundred years from now, and if there are military historians who study this, they will say that the monkey herpes COVID nonsense, the never-ending race war bullshit, the Trump trauma drama Biden 
has Alzheimer's disease. Every day is a different nightmare, crapola. They will look back upon all this ridiculous bullshit and they will say this, I think, if there are historians a hundred years from now, if there's anyone left alive, I think they'll say, even though they were a bunch of grifter motherfuckers and, and shitheads and murderers, they did in fact carry on quite an amazing mindfuck. Perhaps the biggest brain orgy, but really orgies imply consent. So what I should say, the biggest form of, yeah, multiple assailant assault, mindfuck in human history. I don't, know how, I don't know how to put that. Basically, it's like gang rape, but it's the gang rape of the human soul. And it's pretty fucked up, and that's where we're at. And your eyes are cloudy, and your hearing's not so good, and your thinking is fuzzy, and you are a coyote over a fucking canyon, and there's thousands of feet below you, and no one is going to help you. You will have to help yourself and you will have to learn to work with other people without threatening them, without boiling it all down to some weird Marxist ideological syntactic crapola. You will have to learn to solve problems or you will, I will, we will simply die. That is the period of reality that Americans are getting ready for. You can fly on your plane, you can go fishing and boating, whatever. It's all up to you what you want to do right now. It's up to you. This is your coyote moment. But I don't think it's going to last. And here's another thing, too, I kind of think is worth talking about because, you know, I'm not the only person with a podcast, and I'm sure there are lots of people out there who have been podcasting in the last decade and probably feel like they've been silenced and marginalized. And here's what I will say about that. If you wanted to, for whatever reason, aesthetic, ego, maybe political, if you had reasons for podcasting and specifically reasons for warning people, like saying, buddy, pal, friend, there are some strange times ahead. You, you should probably change your paradigm before you get there. But what I am saying and what I will tell you is it just doesn't fucking matter. I kind of knew this in 2015, 2016. You know, I was a couple of years into podcasting and a few years into blogging. And I came to the conclusion in 2015, 16 that it just didn't fucking matter. You know, it really didn't. You could, you could come up with really good arguments for why what was going on was bad, but people were still making money off the bad thing. It might not have been good money. It might not have been ethical in any historical sense, but people were still making money off the rackets. It didn't matter. It doesn't matter now. You can tell people or not tell people. You could have conversations about purifying water with a friend in Florida, or you could just fucking not talk about it and watch people die of thirst. There are lots of things you could or couldn't or should have done, maybe, but what I will tell you is it doesn't matter. 
you were probably only ever going to touch the people who were already, you know, ready to listen. Think about that for a second. Especially if you're a Christian. Especially if you believe in God and you believe in free will, but you also believe in destiny and the story of the Bible. You were always only ever going to touch certain people, and in all likelihood, those were people that were going to come to the notion of reality. They would observe things. They would break through the fog. They were going to do that on their own. The people that were going to be ready for what's about to happen, and I'm not talking about end times, okay? I'm not a prophet. I don't know if that's what's ahead, but I will say this. As previews go, as preface, as prologue, the last few years are pretty good set up for the fucking end times. They are. If you were an atheist and you, simp and you simply looked at it thematically and said, what kind of a narrative does this shit match? Well, it matches the Christian epic. It really does. Doesn't mean it's the end of the world. Does not mean it's the end times. But would you be crazy to think that it might be? No. And also, I will say again, if you told people that you believed it was the end times and they should repent and they should pray before you do it, make sure you're not a fucking hypocrite, by the way. Before you have that conversation on the other side, you know, before you tell someone that they need to make sure that they make themselves ready, what I'm saying is, make sure you're not a fucking hypocrite. But if you're not a hypocrite, accept the possibility that no matter what you say as a disciple of Christ at this point in history, you're probably not going to change the playing board even if this isn't the end times. What I have come to understand is that ancient quote is true. Those whom the gods are about to destroy, they first make mad. What does that mean? Once again, brothers and sisters, it means that often, before a major historical shift, people go fucking crazy. And you can come up with whatever reasons you want to. I mean, I will say this. Conducting psychological warfare when you already know that much of your population is unstable and on three or four different types of psychotropics prescribed by the doctors and who knows what that is unprescribed. When you're dealing with a broken spirit of a human race and then you decide to dump on that, to pour into that bouillabaisse of psychic pain, a psychological warfare operation. That's crazy. That's crazy shit. But that also implies that the people at the top could be also batshit crazy. You see, you can come up with a theory about the Illuminati, about Satanists, about the Masons. That's all fine. But the simplest explanation is that greedy, evil motherfuckers do greedy, evil shit. And since they happen to be also human, they can also go batshit crazy. If you ask me, that what they've been doing the last couple years is batshit crazy. There are only a few explanations that make any sense, but none of them are very good.
So if you've been podcasting or speaking or writing books or essays in the last decade, and you've said to yourself, oh, did I make a difference? And maybe you answered yes, or maybe you answered no. And what I would say to both of you is that maybe you're right. Maybe you did, but it probably doesn't fucking matter. There are events, and I've said this before, but there are events so big in the history of a culture or in the history of the world where you really don't have a full picture of what existed before because very little of what existed before survived it. Very little made it through. Now, you might look around your world and say, well, Dan, we got computers. Dan, we have electricity. Dan, we have the internet, man. And all of this is true. This is all true. And what I would tell you is that all of those things are far more fragile than you realize. And if you're a libertarian or an anarchist, you should know that the infrastructure as a whole is highly centralized and controlled, especially the infrastructure for computing. The reality is, if you're not making your own CPUs, you're using computers that the state of Israel, the CIA, the FBI, and God knows who else, you're using computers where they've already installed their spyware, they put it on the CPU. You can run Linux, you can run Apple, you can have an iPhone, I don't give a fuck what kind of platform you're using. If they own the CPU, they own you. And the only way you can block the conversation is to do your computing in a Faraday cage. That's it. That's where we're at. If you think those things are super flexible and super long-lasting, you're crazy. These are the types of sclerotic things that the Soviet Union did towards the end and actually throughout all of its history. This type of stuff stifles creativity. The lack of privacy, the lack of freedom works against a society's ability to survive. This is one of the things you have to understand about freedom and a lot of people don't fucking get. It's not something you want to have. If you do not have it, you are dooming some portion of the human race to death. Period. You need food, you need water, you need shelter. And as a clever monkey who wants one fucking chance in hell of surviving your wily coyote moment, you also need freedom. Something I think our founding fathers understood, even if they were kind of crooked in their own ways, even if a lot of them turned out to be untrustworthy, traitorous pieces of crap, even if they couldn't give freedom more than a few years before they had to implement the Constitution, which, you know, can only be thought of as them punching you in the stomach, stealing your liberty, and then selling it back to you at half price. And brothers and sisters, since 1788, 89, that time period, the price has gone up a lot. And I don't mean the price that is cost or, or the price that is, you know, the price that is paid with respect to veterans dying in combat. That's not what I'm talking about. That's the empire. I'm talking about the fact that if you want to be a fully dignified human being in the United States of America in 2021, you have to be one of two things. Willing to live on the edge, which means kind of like me. 
willing to live with almost nothing. Because, listen, lawyers and cops, lawyers and cops are the ultimate comrades. And they will figure out a way to fuck you seven ways to Sunday. But they can't really fuck a, well, they can fuck a corpse, but they're not going to get money from a corpse. And they're not going to get a lot of money from a hobo. So if you want a little bit of dignity left in your life, you have to either be willing to be totally poor, which if you have a family, you have kids, you say to yourself, I can't be poor, and that's probably true, or you have to be so fucking rich that you can carve out some chunk of this reality and call it yours. But the in-between shit, if that ever existed, is gone. If you want to be and have your middle-class IT job in Seattle, then you're going to have to get your middle-class vaccination. And it's, it's not even fucking relevant if they spend any time either studying it or properly explaining it to an educated public. And since they've been educating the public for a long time, since they talk up their public schools, then why would they be so fucking afraid of having a rational conversation about injecting millions of people with something and we don't really know what it is? We don't really. They tell us it's, it's not really a vaccine, but they call it a vaccination. Well, that sounds kind of sketchy to me. It definitely sounds like human experimentation on a population scale that would be, in other times, a violation of human rights and a reason why, for example, Bill Gates would have his ass abducted, taken to the Hague court, and put on trial. If we lived in that fantasy world that some of you still hold, you know, cling to, you're, you're wily coyote, my friends. You're clinging to rule of law bullshit. That is over. Your best case scenario is the people in charge are just crooked and as fucking batshit crazy as everyone else. And that best case scenario is going to be ugly. The worst case scenario is they're acting the way they're acting and doing the things they do because they believe at some point in the future it won't fucking matter. But in either case, some of them are betting that anyways. If most of the human race is struggling to survive, what are they going to do? Are they going to spend any energy trying to track down some scumbag like Bill Gates? You know, Anthony Fauci? And that's assuming these aren't just actors. Because that's how little trust I have for the quote-unquote reality that so many motherfuckers seem to just buy into at this point. I don't know. What I do know is, well, what, you know, various guerrilla forces have done throughout history. You find an operator. You got to have a good private place. And then you do an interrogation. And you'll find these operators at Antifa rallies, at BLM rallies. They will be pretty fucking obvious, especially if you have any experience with military intelligence. But you find an operator. You start with someone who's just there because who knows? They finished up the University of Maryland and they got through Quantico and they want to prove themselves to their FBI uppers. So they're going to play the game of pretending to be BLM or Antifa. Find that motherfucker and then you work your way up. And it might be that there are 50 people that separate you from someone like Bill Gates or whomever 
in reality is telling that motherfucker what to do. But that's how you do it, okay? Especially if you don't have a lot of resources. But I have to say that maybe they suspect we're all going to be so fucking hungry and so close to death that we're probably not going to have the energy to carry on guerrilla warfare. I don't know. I don't know what their calculus is, but all of this looks like the coyote to me. All of it. The people at the top, the people at the bottom, the people that go through the drive through at McDonald's, all of it. Wiley Coyote. And maybe it all magically fixes itself in 2022. What I find funny is that you do continually have this bargaining process. And I'm sure this is part of the coyote thing. People are bargaining about stagflations and depressions and resets and this and that. It, it all sounds like people are so fucking crazy. They're bargaining with the devil so they can keep the electricity on, so they can keep mining their Bitcoin or watching their Pornhub. Get over it, okay? If you're, if you're bargaining with reality so you can keep some portion of the buffet while other portions go away, get over it. The whole fucking buffet is going to get shut down. There's not as much there as you think. If you want a metaphor for where we're at, think about the F-35. Research the F-35 Joint Strike Fighter or whatever fucking name they have for it now. Research that program over the last 20 fucking years or more. And you will have everything you need to understand where we are at. We can cross things off our list. This is not Germany, 1933. It is way more like Berlin, April 45. Sorry. You can cross that whole, it's going to start getting bad. Listen, there's a Native American, no, there's probably thousands of Native American chiefs who would love to, as ghosts, visit you tonight and punch you in the fucking stomach if you say, oh my God, it's going to start getting bad. No, it was bad a long time ago. It's just that the Ayasauron wasn't pointed at you. That's the difference. Coyote man, coyote woman. You know, I, I, I have other subjects I was going to talk about, but I just, I don't know what to say. I look around and I see the coyote and I know that the plates will stop spinning. And I have people I know in my life who I still talk to. It's a small list of people, which in some ways is kind of great right now. The number of people I talk to, it's kind of a small list. There's my friend here in Utah and other friends here. There's a couple people I talk to on the phone once in a while. And then there's one work-related thing. And it's fine. I have a hard time with, with that because that work-related thing keeps me tethered to this corpse. 
but it also allows me to pay rent. And you know, and, and the other thing is this, I would love it if there was some functional way for me to make a go of podcasting, but I also don't think it fucking matters. I mean, part of the reason why, well, not the whole reason, maybe the main reason why is because I'm, you know, I don't have a lot of money, but part of the reason why I've accepted the path of having very little shit is because it's about the only way you can get ready for what's going to happen. Like, if I had more money right now, then I would be living in the same fantasy world that a lot of people, you know, I know of are living in. And it's a world of bargaining. And it's a world of, you know, self-deception and delusion, of cognitive dissonance and pain. It's a world where marriages fall apart because people don't understand what's happening to them. So the only solution they have is, you know, well, we got to turn on each other. It's a world where people throw their neighbors away like garbage. But, but that's the thing, though. You're Wiley Coyote, and you've spent the last 10, 20, 30, 40 fucking years doing whatever wretched banker, lawyer, militaristic, murder score, whatever thing you did, house flipper bullshit. You spent that time fucking a lot of people, and you may not even even understood it, and if you think that makes it better, you're a fucking moron asshole, really. No, it doesn't. The fact that you didn't even try to dig deep enough to realize that your world was harming people, that just makes you a bigger fucking asshole. But it doesn't fucking matter. All of the stuff that you have stored on digital media, all that can disappear. All that can be gone. If you think they make things the last, huh, I can talk to you about the running shoes or the number of, yeah, inner tubes I've had to buy in the last few months. We can have conversations about all the stuff that isn't built to last, but the reality is no, it's not built to last. Your computer is not built to last. Your, your memory cards are not built to last. You can take every precaution you want to, but everything you have, your memories, your books, everything can and will and might go away. If you want one chance in hell of surviving, you might find yourself at some point in the next year or so needing to get the fuck out of Dodge. Like wherever you are, could be Los Angeles, could be Seattle, could be New York City. You'll have to get the fuck out of Dodge. And you will have to learn to leave things behind. And you will have to learn to know the difference between things that matter and things that do not. And if you're a Christian and you haven't gone through that process yet, you're going to have a really hard fucking day. Because you'll probably shake your fist at God and say, why did you do this to me? And if you're an atheist out there listening, you know, okay, that message goes nowhere. And if you're a Christian out there listening to me right now, and you feel like you're in touch with God in your heart, you also know, what the fuck are you doing? Blaming God for what you have yourself as part of your society, the world you had so much fucking respect for? You wrought that. You brought that on yourself. We all did. If you spend that first day shaking your fist at God, you are not going to see the person coming up from behind you with a lead pipe. Wily fucking coyote, brothers and sisters.
It's like this Kyle Rittenhouse trial. I don't know how much of it's real or how much of it's bullshit, but it does look like the powers that be want the race war to heat up again. Well, fine. But you don't have to be suckered by it, but if you want to be fine, if you want to listen to Andy No Clue and all those other, you know, <laughs> ridiculous freaks um, who claim to be reporting the truth, but all they're doing is reporting the PSYOP, if you want to listen to the people that promulgate the PSYOP, that promote it, you can. That's your business. It also doesn't matter. It does not matter. The best thing we could all do would be to just ignore all of this. But the problem is, and this is the rub, to ignore it all means to not have access to any of that information because it really is all crap. So you can't just say, well, I want to believe some of it. You can't believe any of it. Even when they tell you the truth, you have to ask yourself why. That's what a good Sovietologist does. That's what a person does in a tyranny. They don't simply take what the tyrants say at face value. They ask the question, why? Even if it's the truth, why are they telling us the truth? Like the Hillary Clinton thing, talk about psyops. The Clinton bullshit has been an ongoing psyop since the 1990s. It is a constant trauma drama. It is an open wound. Nothing's ever resolved. There are no consequences. Yeah, once in a while, somebody gets killed. Somebody commits suicide. Who the fuck knows where the truth is there? It's like the Epstein story. No doubt Epstein was some sort of deep state spook. No doubt he was a fucking spy. No doubt he probably worked for the state of Israel and the United States. And I have no doubt that he had files on all kinds of wretched, nasty, pedophile, murder, rapey, torture bullshit. I have no doubt. In the brief time I was in the military, I met one or two people that took away all my fucking illusions about these people. They are crooked as fuck. They are not patriots. So the question you have to ask yourself, if you have a crooked as fuck Epstein, who probably has all of his files almost everywhere at whatever lawyer's office exists in whatever tiny country that no one ever visits, do you kill him? Do you? You probably don't. And if they say he committed suicide, what does that imply? If they didn't kill him and, they really, and he really didn't commit suicide, that means he's alive and well someplace, right? You have no way of knowing. I have no way of knowing. You're stuck with a question mark. You're stuck with an open wound, Wiley. And, and the more wounds you have like this, the more crappy fucking wounds you have like this, the more likely it is you will not ask questions because you won't dig any deeper than the Clinton trauma, Trump trauma, monkey herpes, kind of real, Wuhan murder lab bullshit, race war crapola. You won't dig any deeper. They know this. And that's also why none of this matters. This is the screaming and yelling of children on a bus that's rolling down a mountainside. Scream and yell as much as you want to. The bus is going to the bottom. That's reality for us now. 
And the thing I get really tired of is people telling me, well, Dan, why don't you just pretend like the rest of us? Don't you think I wish I could sometimes? I do. Even when I thought I was still in love with my ex-wife, I would say to myself, isn't there some type of mind fuck I can do to myself so I can go through the day like all these other people pretending that their lives are just okay, will float along in some predestined way towards some nefarious or obscure future, and we don't give a fuck because we're some type of techno-nihilist fuckbags. I wish I could I wish I could adopt that perspective. I just can't. It isn't all garbage. It isn't all throwaway. You know, I've been watching this cartoon, Rick and Morty, and I like it in a lot of ways. I mean, you know, it's a good example of not just they give you truth. They do give you a little bit of art. They do give you some humor. But the thing about Rick and Morty is that there is no value to life. One of the core messages of the whole fucking show isn't it isn't simply atheistic, but it is absolutely sociopathic. Like the basic message of the show is nobody's lives matter. People can just die and be replaced. You know, in so many ways, you can clone them. You can make robots out of them. You can go to another universe and steal someone's life. It's no big deal. And I know that the cartoon is ostensibly for adults, but I kind of think that in the last few years, I'm sure a lot of kids and teenagers have watched it and said to themselves, well, fuck, if it's on TV, and if it's funny, it must be true. And a lot of people adopted that perspective in my adulthood. Since I graduated high school in 1988, I saw my generation and the next generation go down that weird techno-nihilist, nothing fucking matters, and it, it, it's weird. Because they'll claim it's optimistic. Like their faith in computers, their faith in Facebook or Twitter, their faith in social media, whatever, they'll claim it's optimism. But they have faith in things that have no essential value, no spirit, nothing's there. They're just machines. It's kind of like saying you have faith in water. Well, I, you know, I have faith in water, but that doesn't mean anything really. Water can nourish, water can replenish, water can also destroy. So having faith in these things is a crude kind of optimism, but it is the optimism I've been exposed to from those humanist types who live in Seattle and have their nice jobs, whatever the fuck that means, and have their million-dollar home, and boy, I don't know what the fuck that's going to mean in six months, but that is their faith. That is their optimism. I had a conversation about this a few years ago with a family member, and I explained to this person, which I now regret, and I'll explain why, I said, you're optimistic about things that are bad or at least from my perspective, are bad. So why would I be optimistic about them? And it was almost like that glazed look somebody has in their face, you know? The glazed eyes, the deer in the headlights. I wish I'd never said anything, and I'll tell you why. Number one, it was a holiday. Number two, it was around family around a holiday. And number three, it doesn't fucking matter. Am I translating this to all the coyotes out there? 
Whatever you do at this point, you can podcast, not podcast, you can masturbate, you can learn to fucking shoot a bow and arrow. You do what you want with whatever time you have until the coyote starts descending. But once it starts happening, it's going to be pretty bad, and that's the best case. The best case is pretty bad. The worst case is we don't fucking know. We don't know what crooked people at the top of the first global empire will do when their empire starts to collapse. We don't know. We can pretend, oh, it'll be like World War I. It'll be like the Western Roman Empire. We don't have a fucking clue. The amount of power these people have, they still have, is quite incredible. I don't think they have the power to save themselves, but do they have the power to take other people with them? Yeah, I think they still do. And me personally, I don't think they pulled the trigger on that plan back in 2019. I don't think the, anything about the COVID-19 is real. It is, it is absolutely 100% PSYOP. That doesn't mean they don't want to kill people. And that doesn't mean they haven't been killing people. They've killed a shitload of people. They've probably killed millions in China. Probably, although I don't think it's going to help. The Chai Coms are in a lot of trouble, the communists. I don't think the amount of killing they're doing is going to help them, but they've killed a shitload. These psyops have contributed to probably uncounted, in many cases, suicides, overdoses, untreated cancers, untreated heart disease. I mean, if there were an honest accounting of all the effects of all the stupid monkey herpes bullshit, I think you would have millions of people dead since late 2019 for all sorts of reasons, crooked reasons, or just neglect reasons, or the fact that maybe hospitals and nursing homes and long-term care facilities have been turned into miniature death camps. We don't know. They won't tell you. Mr. and Mrs. Coyote, it's too fucking late to care. I bought a tricycle a few months ago, a used one. I think it was called a pop sport, a pop sport, you know, that's part of the story, right? I bought it used, I bought it used from a Mormon lady, ostensibly an honest woman, right? And it was an honest purchase. I paid, you know, I thought a fair amount, I think a hundred bucks or something. And again, I don't think the person that sold it to me had any agenda. It was, a, it was a fair deal. But I have come to a conclusion, unrelated to the Mormons of Utah, I've come to a conclusion about Chinese manufacturing that is not as much a conclusion as a conjecture. And I want you to listen to this conjecture. I think in the last 20 years, and, and maybe since the beginning, um, going back to the 80s in China, but I think in the last 20 years, there's been this weird phenomena of Chinese companies being spun up and almost as if they're only spun up for a production line. Like this week, we're pop sport. This week, we're making tricycles. We're going to use that old battleship metal, the ones the Russians gave us, the stuff that's covered in radioactive cobalt. The stuff covered in 
radioactive waste. Put that into the... Put that into the furnace. And then we'll make tricycles. Americans don't care. <laughs> Look at Fukushima. Sell them radioactive tricycles. So here's the theory that Chinese corporations avoid a lot of liability nonsense by simply coming into existence and then ceasing to exist after some set of tricycles or golf carts or rice cookers or TV sets or whatever HD TVs. They come into existence for a brief time. They make some amount of shit. They cease to exist once the shit is loaded onto the ship. Then there's Dan on the internet, you know, months or years later, looking for information about this tricycle, and there's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing. There's, it's a giant black hole. And, and if you dig deeper, you get the weird Chinese sites that sell Chinese garbage, but you never really get to a company that made it which it almost seems like that's the way the Chinese economy works. They churn out some consumer item on some production line, probably state-owned, and you look at it and you say, hey, I'm going to buy that. That looks like a good product. But it's all the same fucking product. And as far as like, well, I bought some dog food and it poisoned my dog, you're never going to find anybody who will be held accountable in that kind of model. And listen, I'm telling you straight up, I'm an anarchist, I want to live in a free world, but these douchebags sold you globalism as a responsible thing. These douchebags sold you globalism as if it was free enterprise. I'm telling you that if you dig deep into their globalism, what you find is Stalinism. You find dependence, you find really cruddy manufacturing practices, you find a lot of tyranny and a lot of fucking slaves. But you don't find the globalist bullshit they promised. You really don't. What did I say about needing freedom? You need it. It's not a nice to have. If you ponder this question over the next few weeks and months and ask yourself, how did you end up here? Okay, you might want to shake your fist at God, go ahead. God can take it. As long as you keep your heart open to God, God can take it. It doesn't mean God agrees, but God can take it. So go ahead and shake your fist at God. And you can go through all your rationalizations of how it was the Republicans or the Democrats. If that makes you feel better, fine. But there were things that you decided not to do because you assumed somebody else was doing it. You assumed the EPA was looking out for the Duwamish. Yeah, they weren't, okay? You assumed that your military was making you more secure. No, it wasn't. In fact, that was never its purpose. You assumed the cops would show up to help you if someone was going to rape you and they'll be there in time. But they won't. Best case scenario, 
If someone attacks you and your family at this point in American history, best case scenario, the cops will show up just in time to identify your dead bodies. That's far closer to reality. It's not what you want to hear. It's not what makes you feel better. You'd like to believe that tricycle you bought was made by some company that's going to be around for 100 years and they'll do little videos about how proud of their company they are like it's some artisanal bullshit in Connecticut, but it's not. It's some type of crap that was cranked off of a shitty manufacturing line. I can already hear, you know hear things coming off the trike, having owned it barely three or four months, I'm already hearing noises that are far worse than losing, you know, inner tubes. These are the types of noises you hear when you have metal fatigue and strain. This is worrisome because I've had crappy Chinese bikes fall apart on me while I'm riding them. And so I don't know. I don't know, brothers and sisters. Maybe I'll have my wily Coyote on that tricycle. You can do whatever you want or need to do. If you need to podcast, you do that. If you need to believe that the next election will fix all this, I don't know. I think that that's bad because it's going to be worse for you, but you do that. If you need to play games, you do that. The one thing you don't want to do is email your friend Dan and talk about some new diet or some weird new agey interpretation of Jesus or some other type of Marxist ideological bullshit that allows you to fucking sleep at night. If you need to do that, you do that to yourself. Okay, if you send me an email like that, I'm probably going to delete it. I might take two or three of those emails before I, you know, block your email address. If you have to delude yourself, delude yourself is my point. I don't want it. I don't need it. You don't have to listen to this fucking podcast. And from what I can tell, nobody does. Couple people, right? YouTube says... (laughs) My restored account, they say I have 250 more or less people. But I've had that since six months in. That's the number they 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 um they cap me at, around 250. It's okay. Because it doesn't fucking matter. If you want a chance to survive in difficult times, you have to know how to leave things behind. You have to know how to let things go. If you're running from freaks or coyotes or grizzly bears and you're carrying something and it's slowing you down, you're going to have to drop it. Now, some things you'll say, I can't do that with. And that's true. If you love somebody, you don't want to leave them behind because that's your reason for living, for living really, right? So that you're, you're tied to that. You're going to be with that, whoever that is, until the end, and that's okay. That's the way it should be. But 
if you have some, you know, Bitcoin mining rig, and on day zero, your plan is to load that into your vehicle before you leave Seattle, dude, leave that ship behind. Leave that behind. If you have a choice between a box of food and a box of DVDs, <coughs> take the food. All of us. That includes me too. And you have to be at peace with the decisions you've made. If you've decided to get all boog and coyote crazy and to have a bunker, you know, God bless. I'm not sure it's going to make as big a difference as you think, but God bless. If you decided to party and drink and whatever, knowing what's coming, that's your choice also. You don't get to say, well, I'll magically get ready the, the, the first day. No, that's what you don't get to do. You don't get to complain. Well, you will complain, but you really shouldn't complain. If you knew that something was coming and you didn't prepare for it, you shouldn't complain too much, really. None of us should. But it's still your choice how you want to live it. I don't have kids. I don't have a wife. I'm at the point now where if I stroked out some random night or had an aneurysm or a heart attack, I gotta say, you know, you can accuse me of being depressed, but I'll say something. I'm open. I'm okay with that. I don't want to die, but I'm also not saying to myself, well, gee, the future looks so fucking bright. I want to hang around because in the quote unquote good times, a lot of people, not all of you, but a lot of you motherfuckers acted like shitheads. You think they're going to act better, especially you city dwellers? If your fellow city dwellers act like shitheads right now, how do you think they're going to act when the food's gone for a few weeks? And it's going to, it's, it's coming. And you will have no warning. You won't. Okay. This neo-Stalinist hellhole will probably deliver the pipeline of shit more or less, up until the last minute, and then it'll be done. And then in a matter of days and weeks, maybe hours, you're going to find out about your city. probably, if I were a person at this point in human history, I would probably not spend a lot of time or energy asking myself about what I could have done or what I should have done. I would also not spend a lot of time saying to yourself, did you warn people? There are times in human history where you can't warn any motherfucker, really. The ones that know don't need your help, and the ones that don't know don't want to know. I have been told this by people, multiple people, quote-unquote educated people of places like Seattle. I don't want to know. I don't care. I don't know those people. 
Well, you may not know those, those people, baby, but you're going to get to know what it's like to be them very, very soon. And MSNBC and CNN and Fox News and NPR and all those, yeah, they're not going to tell you. But you know what? If you want to spend whatever time you have left believing bullshit, that's your fucking right. Hell, that's why the coyote is still suspended in midair. You keep believing whatever bullshit you need to, and maybe the coyote stays up there long enough, right? Maybe everything, everything you know, everything you've touched, everything you are and that is, maybe it's all just dependent upon belief. If you believe that your city will be fine and there'll be plenty of food, maybe that's all it takes, right? I don't think that's the case, you know, because if it were, it wouldn't be a Christian world, really. It would be a solipsist world. It would be a world where the only person that really exists is you. It might be a simulation, but you'd never know. It might be some demon playing tricks in your body, and it's some, some sort of trance, and you'd never know. You might be in a coma, and you'd never know. So maybe that's it. Maybe you just have to believe nonsense hard enough, and the coyote can coast right over the canyon and keep on chasing that fucking roadrunner. But I don't know. The topic of vaccinations has come up multiple times in the last year. If you've listened to my podcast, I've more or less said the following consistently. I don't know how real any of it is. The vaccination numbers, the injuries, what I will tell you from my own experience is hospitals kill people. And if a hospital can blame a death on anything other than their incompetence, they will. So if MRSA or a fungal infection or some other rinky-dink preventable bullshit killed your grandma and the hospital had a choice of being honest about it or saying it was COVID-19, what choice do you think they're making? And if you're asking, well, damn, wouldn't somebody... No, no one's going to say shit. Go see Wiley Coyote once again. They're coyotes too. They're over the canyon. They're doing their stupid shit thinking it's going to work. Uh, don't worry about their coyote problem right now. But if given a choice between calling it COVID-19 or being honest about it, if they call it COVID-19, they get a big check from the feds. If they're honest about it, they get a lawsuit. So I don't know the truth about the vaccine stuff. I don't. But here's what I will say. If someone threatens your job over um, a medical procedure like a vaccination, if someone says, if you don't go through this procedure, you're going to get fired, that is as bad or worse than saying, if you don't fuck me, you're going to get fired. Your person, your body, your intact self is your fucking business. I don't give a fuck what rinky-dink bullshit Anthony Fauci fills up the airwaves with. Your life is yours. If someone threatens your job and says, if you don't take the jab, you're going to get fired, they are threatening you with medical rape. What do you do to a rapist, really? What do you do? 
If someone goes to your kid's school and vaccinates them without you knowing it, they medically raped your kid. What do you do to rapists? And if you let them get away with it, do you think they actually get better or worse? You see, I don't actually believe the system has the juice to do any of that shit. I believe the Biden administration would love it if all the members of the Republican Party were afraid of little squads of jabbers. But I gotta say, I don't believe much of it. It's entirely possible that the people that are getting vaccinated are pretty much just getting a saline shot. That doesn't mean it's safe because it's still a government op. And the government's not really good at anything. So even if all they're doing is giving people pointless injections, they're still probably killing people, by the way, statistically speaking. Here's a quote from Dr. Freckles. How to treat a medical rapist? Question mark. How do you treat a medical rapist, baby? You remember that time you went hunting a few years ago? And you accidentally shot that one endangered hawk? You've got a shovel. You've got a truck. You've got the nighttime. Leave your phone at home. You see, I think you treat a medical rapist, if you do accidentally kill one, the same way you treat that endangered animal. You don't tell the cops, you don't tell your friends, if you can keep it a secret you do, and you bury it in the back 40 so the worms can feed on that piece of shit. And if you are taking a job that has anything to do with this vaccination psyop nonsense, you deserve the consequences. Don't bawl. Don't cry. If this is real, if they do intend to do this, which, again, fits into the category that the rich and powerful are as batshit crazy as the rest of you. But if they decide to do something this batshit crazy, a lot of people are going to die. Because a lot of people still have enough dignity that they won't allow their kids or their wife or their husband or their significant other to be raped. Period. This isn't a controversial question. This is a basic human right. Now, like I said, I don't think they're going to do it. But if you want to know what you do with a medical rapist, you treat them like whatever endangered animal you accidentally shot. You keep your mouth fucking shut. You put the body someplace where it can't be found. And you remember that that person made a fucking choice. They woke up some morning and for a paycheck participated in something that in other more civilized times, if such things existed, would put them in fucking jail. They made a choice to violate people's human rights and they made a choice to do it for a fucking paycheck. So if your question is, why treat it like that hawk that you accidentally shot? For the same reason. You didn't mean to do it. You didn't want to do it. But you were put into a situation where it happened. That is what this is. Or get raped. Let your kids get raped. That is also your choice. I don't think there's enough time for any of this bullshit. Okay? None of it. 
That's how close to the end we are. The end of this thing we've been thinking of as real. The corpse is dead. Powell can hook up the biggest money pump, blood pump to this corpse he wants to. Whoever replaces Powell at the Federal Reserve can do the same thing. They'll just be pumping blood through a corpse and it'll be a bloody mess. It's over. But they do absolutely want you to be afraid. That is the only power they have left. That's it. What did FDR once say? You have nothing to fear but fear itself. This is, a, you know, that might have been one of these scumbags inadvertently telling you a little bit of Bernays-style truth, okay? A little bit of that truth that Edward Bernays would have preferred, you know, only the the enlisted and elite would understand. But FDR's right. The only thing you have to fear right now is fear itself. Give it up. Focus on, focus on what matters. But like I said, it's okay. I think we're a coyote over a canyon that doesn't know it yet. That's okay. And whatever you want to do with the time you have left, it's up to you. But what you should avoid doing, okay? All of us is saying nobody said anything. Avoid that if you can. Avoid shaking your fist at God. I think God can take it, but I mean, God's going to shake his head and say, what the fuck are you doing? I didn't do that. You did that. And if you didn't do it, you were okay with the motherfuckers that did. Shut the fuck up about your problems. Get the fuck out of town. Learn to leave behind the things that don't matter. Years ago, I told people this, and I'm, I'm, I don't tell them anymore. I don't care. I don't care if a family member calls me or a friend calls me. There's no time for me to fucking explain it. I said, you live in a world today where there are things they will tell you that are priceless. Priceless things. Really expensive things, like that million-dollar home, right? The home that they said is worth a million bucks but has a broken foundation and a mold problem. They would tell you those things are great. The Teslas, oh my God, expensive, valuable. They will tell you your college degree, oh my God, priceless. You are living in a time where they're telling you things are priceless. And then they're telling you things like family and principles and, oh boy, definitely Christianity, that these things are worthless. And what I told people is that you're going to see this inverted. Okay? Very, very soon, the things they told you that were worthless will be priceless. Your social media won't be there. And if you don't have anyone real in your life, that thing they told you that was worthless, yeah, no amount of gold is going to get it for you. They told you food was no big deal. What did Bloomberg say? Anybody can be a farmer. That statement will be inverted because it's false. And so people will realize it's not that easy to grow food. And if you've toxified the world in some way, if you pissed and pooped everywhere, it's even harder to grow the food you need to grow. I told people that there are things they're telling you that are worthless, will be priceless and vice versa. And I now will say it doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. What matters to you is how you spend your life, whatever you have left of it. You know, you could die tomorrow. You could die next week. You could die 
after having watched everybody you love die of hunger, you could be the first to die of hunger. It doesn't matter. Your life is yours and it was never going to last. Ever. Despite all the, you know, the Ray Kurzweil bullshit, you are never going to live long enough to live forever. In fact, if there was ever a way to do that, the only way I know is through the Christian faith. But with technology, that was never going to happen. And if they told you these things were going to happen, they lied to you. But if these lies make you feel good, this is where I'm at. I don't want to hear it. I'm not going to listen to it. At this point, I might even yell at you if you were to pick up the phone and tell me your bullshit story. Well, I read they're going to have small modular reactors. You know what, dude? They're going to push the fusion reactors and the small modular reactors and some new techno gadget right up until the end, right up until the moment that the food is gone. They will tell you that we're this close to the perpetual utopia. It's a lie. But if you need it, have it. And if you're asking yourself, like, well, Dan, I've been podcasting and working in the Libertarian Party and writing essays and part of the Mises, you know what? Drop it, okay? Drop all that. Those things all sound great, but they're probably not worth very much in the world to come. In the world to come, you need to know how to either find or make or produce purified water. In the world to come, you're going to have to be able to find or grow food. And, and you know, yeah. In the world to come, you might have to move. And when I say move, I don't mean calling U-Haul and having a going away party. I mean in not too distant future, you may have to move rapidly from point A to point B. These are things people will have to be prepared for. And it is scary. But you know something? Like everything else, you can choose to take your pain now, okay? You could have chosen to take your pain a decade ago like I did, and it had all kinds of repercussions. Or you can wait until that thing happens, until the world crumbles, and you can hope that you go through all your processes in that day. But what I said, I'm going to say again. In the near future, you might have to move. And you might have to move so quickly, to repeat the point, that there are things, if only to protect the people you care about, if only to prioritize, you know, your dog or your, you know, loved one over some collection of photographs. There are things you'll have to leave behind. You better get used to it, especially if you live in a city. Next topic, right? So I've been thinking about wanting to offend some people before the end of this podcast. And, and, you know, if you're going to offend people and be all like that, you know, some type of homophobic bullshit's usually good. Just kidding. But no, I was thinking about, you know, this thing came up the other day about how, you know, men can have babies. You know, male pregnancy. which I don't think has ever technically happened. I think that there have been um, transsexual couples who've had babies, but, you know, you can pretty much figure out the gender based upon who had the baby. That being said, there's been all this bullshit psyop conversation about, well, isn't it weird that all this 
public education garbage is teaching our kids that men can have babies and it's not breast milk, it's chest milk. So I thought, you know what, I have some ideas for, for some movies. Like here's a movie, okay, it's called Manchild, it's a horror movie. Manchild is a story of a gay man. A gay man with a really weird kind of, you know, semen cancer. When he has sex with you, when he puts his fungus into your beehole, he leaves something behind. A little something something. Yeah, so this gay guy goes around having gay sex and ends up getting men pregnant. The, you know, the, the, the semen produces what's called a shit baby tumor, and the shit baby tumor moves to the admin, ad, abdomen, the abdomen, the, yeah, the torso, whatever, the stomach region, and latches itself onto some of the ribs or muscles or whatever. We'll let the techno freaks figure that shit out. And then you've got all these pregnant men with this one gay man's semen cancer shit babies. And these babies, they pop out, but th there's something wrong with them. And they're angry, and they're frustrated, they're emo, and they're goth, right from the, right the get-go. They're looking for little knives they can use with their stubby little hands. Yes, that horror movie's called Manchild. And I think it could be shot in a weekend with a few cameras here and there all like Matrix style or something. You could do it in a weekend maybe. But would people be offended by the movie? I mean, I kind of hope they would. Another offensive movie that I thought would work pretty good would be something called Haunted Hole. And Haunted Hole could be a movie or it could be a, a, a series on Netflix. Haunted Hole is a story of a gay man, a gay man that has a butthole, and there's a friendly ghost of a dead cop that lives in his butthole. And whenever this gay man is the bottom, not the top, that friendly cop that will hitch a ride onto that top's penis. And then, then that ghost cop in the top's penis, that, the, the stick is it solves crimes, like Monk. So you have a penis that solves crimes, possessed by a dead cop, a dead cop who is living in a gay man's butthole. That's a movie, or a TV show that's a big hit. Haunted Hole. It captures all that obsession with the occult and the supernatural, but it has all the basic I-don't-give-a-fuck nihilism that you need. Haunted Hole. Don't let your... Yeah. You don't want membership in that club, do you? <laughs> I don't know. I should close this out. 
I am not homophobic, but I do want to offend as many people as possible in the little bit of time I have left. <sighs> and believe it or not, I think of that as a, a I, it's, you know what, it's an altruistic act, although I'm, I suspect altruism the way Ayn Rand did. It is a philanthropic thing to be testing people's skin temperatures and what they can put up with. Because from my perspective, there's a tidal wave of existential crises heading towards pretty much everybody. And so if I can poke fun at your ego bubble, if your little pseudo-Marxist, neo-socialist concept art feels a little squiggly after listening to my bullshit, I am helping you. I am helping you get over stuff that does not matter. I don't mean your sexuality doesn't matter. I mean all the bullshit they attach to it. You're gay, fine. You're a lesbian, fine. If you are transsexual, fine. I don't know if I'd use a hospital at this point to do anything permanent, but fine. All the other garbage, you gotta leave that behind like everyone else does. And I think Haunted Hole would be a great show for Netflix. If Eric Stoltz is still alive, I'd have him play the main male character. And Al Pacino would play the poop cop. And as far as man-child goes, oh man, who would... Who would be a good choice for that guy? I don't know. For the man-child. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt is inseminating people with his cancer semen babies and making man-childs that are going out and getting rough and getting, and getting dangerous and carrying little knives. It, it's bad, but it could be so bad that the Sci-Fi Channel would pick it up. Yep, it would play on Sci-Fi Channel, probably late at night. We could shoot that movie in a weekend. We could do the whole thing, probably in some crappy town in Iowa. We'd make so much money. Last topic. Yeah. So, um, I don't think... The COVID monkey herpes is real, or it's as real as Bigfoot, though the big difference between Bigfoot and the COVID monkey herpes is people don't tend to hype up Bigfoot as a reason to, like, shut down civilization. But hey, if you're going to pick something mysterious and invisible, it might as well be something so small you can't even prove it's not there, right? Kind of makes it a brilliant psyop with all the fucking germaphobes out there. Fucking A, man. But there's a lot of mythology and urban mythology and discussion around what the vaccine is. Is it a poison that's going to kill you? 
is everybody going to drop dead like on some date in 2022 or 2023? Who knows? I mean, I don't think so, but maybe. And there are people who say, oh, it's, you know, it's designed to like, you know, maybe give you some type of weird cancer or maybe make you infertile. Maybe. I don't know. And then there are people who say, well, it's an operating system, Dan. It teaches your immune system how to deal with the monkey herpes. So you don't die of the monkey herpes. Well, that's good. I mean, if the monkey herpes is as bad as people say it is, then I must have supernatural powers because I have not been living a clean, healthy life and I'm not young. But I must be like super powerful, right? My genetics must be so fucking great. Women should line up all around the neighborhood to have me shoot my wad into them because I have such great genetics. Or what's probably more likely is that the monkey herpes is bullshit. But let's say the vaccine is something. The other day, um, the amount of spraying in the sky was so obnoxious and ridiculous, I just couldn't get over it. It was ridiculous. I thought to myself, I think it was Monday, I thought to myself, people don't see this for what it is, then there's nothing that can be done to help them. They can't be saved. It was pretty bad. And I thought, you know, what if the vaccine is really just part of that final stage of geoengineering? Like, basically, they're going to dump so much poison out of the sky that they have to kind of, like, mess with you a bit. Like that movie, I think it was called Titan or something. But maybe they got to reprogram us so we can live in a world where we get poison dumped on us all the time and we can still be good little slaves. Maybe. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think there's something else going on with all of the above. But it was a weird thought. Like, what if... They got to get so shitty with the crap they do, the neo-Stalinist garbage they do. What if they got to poison things so bad that the only way they can keep some slaves al alive is to reprogram them? Because it, guess what? You're not going to be invited to the bunker. So they need the, the monkey slaves, the crazies, the freaks to be ready for this poisonous air the poisonous water, the poisonous land. They want to make us 100% Monsanto ready. And better yet, like a Monsanto seed or one, whoever makes these seeds now, they're suicide seeds. They won't even let us reproduce at some point. They'll simply grow us someplace. Probably Tyson chicken. Yes, yeah, sometime in the year 2034, people will be grown ready for the poisons ready for the giant squid. They will be grown like carrots. They will be grown like pickles. They will grow like apples on the tree. You and me, baby. You and me, we're just, we're just vegetable people. Yeah, I don't think any of that's reality. I was just thinking about it. I don't know what's in the vaccine. I, I kind of stick with what I said more than a year ago. Or, yeah, about a year ago. Early on in the monkey herpes. It's either poison or placebo. 
It could be either. Do I think it's a cure? Do I think it's there to help you? No. We can remove that from the list of explanations, but it's either poison, which means garbage intended to kill you, or it's nothing. But even if it's nothing, if there's some government fucking moron sticking a metal spike into you, they can still kill you simply by being stupid fucking morons. The government's really good at that. So even if it were just placebo, it's still medical rape. And if it's poison, it's basically murder. You know, rape and murder, so. Yeah, people got decisions to make, Mr. and Mrs. Coyote. But again, maybe if we just, you know, we get on the red shoes, right? If we can just put on those red shoes like Dorothy, if we can just put on the red shoes like Dorothy, Maybe we can be just like Dorothy if we pretend. We could pretend long enough going to our imagination land if we can just pretend. If we just fantasize just a little bit 